Hi friends, welcome back to the Let's Talk Wildlife podcast. It sounds so surreal to be saying welcome back, but it also feels so fantastic as well. I just want to say a huge thank you before we start um, from all the love and support that I got from all of you from the first episode. I am forever grateful for all of you. I can't believe how many incredible humans uh, there are that, you know, listened and you all are just amazing. So I really wanted to say thank you. I do appreciate all the support that I received and all of the kind words as well. So I was originally going to upload once a week, but... (laughs) As you can tell, that did not happen. This is uh, two weeks after the first episode. And that is because I really, I just, I really want what I'm putting out and the information that I'm giving you guys to be the best that it can be. And I just felt like that week <laughs> that I had just wasn't enough. Um, so I've just made it a little bit longer for the wait. And um, I think I'll be uploading every every second week and I think that works best with gathering all the research information and trying to you know just make it make it great for you and you know constructing the podcast and the information to be um, in a in a relatively good order uh, for it to be easy for you guys to follow along but I am super excited for this episode this is a creature that I think I found out about maybe four to five years ago I remember watching uh, it on a documentary and I was so fascinated right away and I just I feel like I need to share it with you guys um it deserves the recognition 100% and I definitely feel like you will find it as fascinating as I did and that is the ohm so welcome to the Let's Talk Wildlife podcast and let's dive into the OM. So I will start with the basics of this creature. So <laughs> the OM is a salamander which is an amphibian and an amphibian is just a small vertebrate that either needs water or needs a needs an environment full of moisture to survive. So I'm sure that you already know um, a few amphibians such as frogs and toads also newts are amphibians as well so the ohm is an ectotherm so reptiles and fish are also ectotherms this just means that that organism relies on its external environment to regulate its body temperature so the opposite of that is an endotherm. Uh, Do we want to take a guess what that is? (laughs) So they are warm-blooded organisms, which means that they are able to regulate their body temperature um, just by producing heat within their body. So we we know quite a fair few uh, warm-blooded animals here on Earth, such as mammals and birds and also humans. So the ohm was first discovered in 1986 
so not that long ago, by the Slovenian Cast Research Institute. At first, these uh, researchers, these scientists, believed these little ulm to be baby dragons. So if the name of the institute doesn't give away where they inhabit, they live in Slovenian caves and also caves in Croatia as well, meaning that these little guys are fully aquatic. Something really fascinating about the ulm is that they actually have two sets of lungs. So the first set is the one that they breathe out of, um, which is that distinctive reddish frilly looking gill on the side of their head on either side but in addition to that they have a functioning lung functioning lungs I should say which is unlike most amphibians that move out of the water um, as adults the ulm does not so when the oxygen level in the water or the cave gets really low they will switch to their second set of lungs to be able to survive still which it's just it's little things like this where these incredible animals have incredible adaptations to survive in their environment and I find that just absolutely breathtaking. Like most either deep sea creatures or animals that live in complete darkness their eyes over time or when they're born are completely useless and that is the same as the ohm. The ohm is actually blind. So their eyes are underdeveloped and they are covered by a layer of skin. And I believe this layer of skin um, starts to, you know, develop over their eyes at around the age of four months old. So it has adapted to live in these dark surroundings with some incredible, some just amazing traits and we are going to get into those right now. Now the ohm have very powerful senses of smell and hearing. Now they are they are also said to have the ability to detect electrical fields with their empery organs. Something also really extraordinary is that the front part of the ohm's head is actually equipped with sensitive um, electroreceptors. Uh, just like the shark that we spoke about in last week's episode, uh, and it uses this to navigate and find its prey. The alms prey consists of snails and crabs, also uh, insects living within the cave as well. Now, if you thought that the alm was already really cool and how much cooler can it get, well, it does. Trust me. <laughs> it, um, it gets so bizarre uh, and it's I think I, I think I find it so fascinating because this these creatures are living and existing at the same time as me and you and all of us you know they're just chilling down in their cave doing their thing um, and that's that's why I'm going to talk about this next this next little fact because they so at one time the om can consume a lot um, in one seating of food which gives them this next trait which is unbelievable guys <laughs> so 
So like I said, they will consume a large amount of food at one time. They then store the nutrients of this in their liver. When food is scarce, which I'm sure the majority of the time it can be down in these dark caves, the OM can actually reduce their metabolic activity and even at times reabsorb their own tissues. What? <laughs> so because they are storing this food and they are going without food for who knows how long, studies have shown that they can live up to 10 years without any food. 10 years. What? <laughs> All these facts still blow my mind every single time that I read them or I hear them. I just, I get so tripped out about it. So the Om can survive 10 years with no food. Within that 10 year period or however long they are not eating for, they will also stay still. And this is to conserve any energy that they have so they can ultimately survive. <laughs> so you may have noticed that deep sea creatures have translucent skin. There's also a little frog called the glass frog, which has translucent skin as well. The ulm is no different. It also has skin that you can see through extremely clearly. So considering that they do spend their entire lives in complete darkness, their skin has um, a devoid of pigment. So they have a very whitish pink clear color. Their internal organs can actually be seen through their skin um, on the underside of their body um, on their abdomen which is very bizarre very cool I would say the ohm has you know evolved this way because of the lack of light it could also be to not become prey I'm not sure that many animals actually do prey on the ohm though but a lot of animals like deep sea creatures there's nothing to hide behind. It is very vast and barren down, you know, thousands of feet. Um, so having transparent skin is a type of camouflage so they can hide from potential predators. So just before we dive into the next little fact about the Ulm, I want to cover what metamorphosis is just in case we're not aware of it or we just need to refresh our minds because we are going to be talking about metamorphosis. And that is just the biological process by which an animal or an organism physically develops, um, so including birth or hatching. And it involves, over time, an abrupt change in the animal's body structure. So, for example, when they're born, they will look and be completely different to when they are an adult. So we already know and have learned in our childhood and growing up quite a fair few animals that go through this process such as butterflies, frogs, beetles, amphibians, grasshoppers, dragonflies. <laughs> there are a lot. So if we take the butterfly, for example, they will start out as an egg. They will then turn into a little larvae 
then to a pupa, then into the adult butterfly that we see flying around today. Same goes as for a beetle. They will start out as an egg, then to a young nymph, a later nymph, and then to an adult. And they will look completely different through this cycle. And that is what metamorphosis is. So I mention this because as we have learned, the Ulm is an amphibian and amphibians also go through this cycle such as frogs. We know that they will be little tadpoles at one stage in their life. And then later on, we will see them as these huge, beautiful green tree frogs jumping around and having fun in our backyards. The Ulm does not go through this cycle at all. So the larvae develop directly into adults at about four months age. And then at that age is when they start to retain some of their characteristics, like their frilly gills and their tail fins. And also around the four month mark is when they start to lose their eyesight for the rest of their life. Fortunately for the Ulm, there is no direct human contact that is putting them in jeopardy or jeopardizing their environment but there are still factors and things that are making their populations decline um, which very very sad I know that I believe in Italy and uh, parts around Croatia they are protected they are protected species which is fantastic to hear Um, I mean it's sad that you know those rules and laws have to come into place but if they do need to come into place it is great that you know the council the governments are taking that initiative and you know putting (laughs) putting you know that law into place and making sure that our animals are protected because we need them we need every single animal here on earth without them we would not be okay as a whole so it's very important to if an animal is endangered or their populations are declining, it's super important to be able to make these changes and work as a whole, as a whole government, as a whole community, as a humanity and come together and make a change for the good and protect our species here on Earth. So habitat disturbance outside of their caves that they inhabit is a big one that's disturbing them. Also, water pollution um, is one of the biggest threats to the Ulm, just considering that they need perfectly clean water to survive, and scientists believe that is why they have lived for so long. I, I think, so amphibians have been around, I think, roughly for about 100 million years, perhaps more, and then the Ulm broke off from that, and I believe that they became their own species about 20 million years ago. The Ulm can live up to, I think the longest one was like 100 years, but roughly they're about 50 to 70 years. And again, scientists believe that they can live these long lives due to the fact that they are untouched, that there is no human contact, that they have clean, fresh water, that they have these amazing traits where they can go a relatively long time without food. They all come into play and they make this ohm absolutely 
incredible. But I think that is our second episode done and dusted. <laughs> that was a lot of fun as well. And again, I do want to apologize for, I guess, waiting two weeks to put out another episode. But I definitely think I needed that just to to really construct this episode and future episodes and get all the research and make sure that it's something that I'm happy with putting out to you guys that's really important to me um but if you've made it to the end of this episode I want to say a huge thank you as well I appreciate that and appreciate you with my whole heart so thank you so much I hope you learned a little bit about the om or a lot about the om I hope it fascinates you as much as it does me I think this little creature is so extraordinary and we need to protect all of our all of our animals here on earth so we can be living alongside some of these fascinating creatures like the om but i really hope you enjoyed this episode i had so much fun researching i had so much fun looking at the om again they're very cute (laughs) very cute little creatures but thank you so much for listening And I will see you again this time next week.